Welcome to the family with Ralph W. Basham, MD, a.k.a. Hackmaster. Co-host Catherine Brandt. Andy Brandt-Bernard. And Cassie Schrader. And, of course, Kristen Burt will join us right after this with the family. Nice. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Recently, the four Walzer dealerships in Burnsville, Walzer Subaru, Walzer Honda, Walzer Nissan, and Walzer Mazda encountered a hailstorm. Adjusters flew in from around the U.S. to handle a claim on what will be over 2,500 new and used cars. They've drastically reduced the pricing on these vehicles, and there are some wonderful bargains available. But here's the deal. I normally hate the hurry-these-won't-last style of marketing, but in this case, it is true. It's not like they'll go into the back lot at night with hammers and make more. I also usually tell people to check them out online, but in the case of slightly damaged cars, you really do have to see them for yourselves. Stop out to Walzer Mazda, Nissan, Honda, and Subaru just south of the Burnsville Mall on Buck Hill Road. If you really want to, you can tell them Tom sent you, but that sounds kind of dumb. We're rocking out. Is Kristen with us? Yes, she is. Kristen, yeah. Kristen. Bird. What's the buzz? What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. Tell me what's uh, happening. Exactly. No, it's that uh, we're, we're moving into any season, so the next, like, three weeks, that's all anyone's talking about. Well, so you're not going to be around for a couple of weeks? Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, I should be here. Um, I'm trying to think. Because this is Tuesday, so Emmys aren't on Tuesday. I should be good. Marvelous. So what's the Emmy, what's the big Emmy buzz? Anything exciting? I think, you know, right now, in terms of the show itself, everyone's going hostless. That's like the new trend, which I think actually is great. You cut out all of the comedic bits, just get people on and off the stage as quickly as possible, and call it a day. Right. I like it because nobody like it cares too. about the awards anymore. Anyway, who cares? We, uh, Christian, will you be attending? Hollywood does. <laughs> oh, will you be attending any ho- any hospitality suites to get a little swag here and there? You got a watch on your in your future or something? Well, here's the funny thing: the trend is to not go to gifting suites now, um, and because it's usually filled with more like D-list celebrities versus A-list. <laughs> 
And <laughs> well, wouldn't be caught like dead with like a D-list. Great celebrity, they send the stuff to your house. Oh. Otherwise, like it's all the reality stars going to the gifting suites and having to pose with like it's always like random skincare. It's not the yeah. big ticket items that they used to have back in you know say the late nineties, right. early aughts, because it used to be vacations and really nice watches. But you have to remember that now the IRS taxes you on this. So uh, those days are over. So the socialist celebrities don't want to pay taxes. Yeah, on their what's free that all stuff. about? Yeah. Ah. That switched right around 2006. And you know who changed it? It was George Clooney because it was right after Katrina had happened. And they gave all of the nominees these extravagant gift baskets. And the Oscars used to actually give them to all the nominees, not even just outside companies, like the actual Academy. And George Clooney was like, you know what? I have too much stuff. It was, you know, early 2006. He put it up for auction for the United Way. And he made every celebrity that received a gift basket and didn't put it up for auction. He made them look bad. So that mm. shifted the whole, the whole strategy. Well, I love it. You're a tough guy when you're a billionaire. <laughs> Yeah. I love that. I'm generous when I'm a billionaire. Yeah, when I'm a billionaire, then I'm really generous. Is he a good guy? From every, you know, I've interviewed him. He's lovely. From everyone I know that has worked with him, they adore him. Good. Well, that's nice cool. to hear. Now, if he were only mm -hmm. handsome now, that really yeah. <laughs> I know, and he's got a beautiful wife, and he's smart, and isn't always in front of the camera. He's working behind the camera, bringing interesting stories, not just superhero movies. So... I'm okay with that. Well, that's good. That's how life should be. Where's his wife from? I think she's Middle Eastern. Uh, you know, I think so. Is she Middle Eastern or something? I thought so. What she's yeah, like? She Lebanese, Vietnamese, or something? Oh, she's Lebanese. Lebanese. Totally oh, I, th I thought you said something else. Are you talking about Talia or Amal? Because he had two Amal. Middle Eastern. Yes, yeah, he was with Talia for five minutes back in the eighties. Yes. <laughs> Tali or pff, Amal is Egyptian, Lebanese. Oh, she is Lebanese. There Lebanese. you go. There you yeah, go. yeah. There you have it. Yeah, Talia is now married to um, uh, I can't the actor from Mad Men. She was also in Mad, Mad Men. John. He played Roger Sterling. John Ham. John Slattery. John oh, Slattery. Slattery. That's who yeah. married to now. Oh, okay. I get it. There you have it. Yeah. Yeah. I have to ask you a question. Your yeah, news little musical chairs, musical yeah, wives. In musical Hollywood. wives, yep. In, ho in, in, in Hollywood, are your TV stations and newspapers as horrible as the TVs and newspapers in all other markets and lying constantly? Do they lie all the time? <laughs> I don't watch the news here at all, honestly. Um, yeah, I mean, unless there is uh, during fire season, like getting yeah. weather reports and things yep. like that is important. But other than that, I just don't watch um, news. I really keep most of my news kind of on the national front because I like to keep up with what's happening. Right. Um, but otherwise, I will read an occasional L.A. Times article if it um, you know, catches my interest, but I'm not someone that's subscribing to L.A. Times even. Okay, I'm reading this next thing off of one page on a news website. This is all one page on one news website. You ready for this? So you decide mm -hmm. what's going on. You ready? Here we go. Stocks have strong finish to a rocky week. Stocks end bumpy day mostly higher. Market stem slide at opening bell. 
Markets off to strong start in new week. Well, which one is it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's four different takes on the stock market. The it's... problem is with sites like that, <laughs> what they want you to – if they say that the market is some way, then they can say, oh, if you give us $5, we'll tell you which stocks to buy. Yeah. So, you know, it. You, people will find what they want to hear and then give money to that place. Yeah, that's pretty much true. So, 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 so in that little story, they gave – Everybody, something to hear. Yeah. So if you wanted exactly. to hear this, you heard that. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah. If the market's up, oh, good, my stocks are better. The market's down, oh, good, I don't have any stocks. Oh, I no, should buy no. some stocks. Or I was shorting stocks. Oh, no, I'm exactly. happy about that. Yeah, yeah. Nope, you're absolutely true. <clears throat> okay, Kristen, you have a really good sense of yeah. humor, don't you think? I, oh, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> well, there you go. I agree. I have, I'm amazing. I'm like, I can't wait to hear what I'm going to have a sense of humor about. So no, I, I don't do know it. if you were, you know, Edinburgh, the Edinburgh Fest uh, over in over in Scotland. In Scotland. Going on this yep. week. And they voted for the funniest joke of the uh, of the thing. Do you know about that? No, I didn't. Okay. Well, they do, they do. They vote for the funniest joke of the festival. And a guy named Olaf Falafel won. Get it? Olaf Falafel? <laughs> yep. Okay, so do you want to hear all ten of them, and you guys can all vote. Okay, you ready? I just did this to Mordahl, and he broke into a deep depression. I think he went to the hospital. <laughs> because these jokes were the top ten jokes at the festival. Oh, okay. well, Olaf is a children's author, so take that. You know. Olaf Falafel? Yeah. He is. So he's not telling <laughs> jokes for adults. Well, he so. he won the uh, the best joke of the thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here we go. I don't know what this is. What is an Eaton themed advent calendar? What does that mean? Eaton, like the E T O N. Like the school. E T O N. Yeah, Eaton. <laughs> Joe from Louisville said, "Please don't tell those jokes again. <laughs> It'll just take me a minute, yeah, Joe." Did we did this last year, and they were all god awful. Well, they're still all god awful except for <laughs> oh, one. Eaton on. is a yeah, a yeah. college in Windsor. That's yeah, it's, okay. it's like where the princes go or something. Oh, I've got a oh, you know, that's where the princes go. Okay, <laughs> it was called King's College of Our Lady. I've eaten beside Windsor before. See? But then they changed it to eat. Uh, my sweater <laughs> just didn't fit with all those letters on it. <laughs> Sagged. I've got an eaten themed advent calendar where all the doors are open for me by my dad's contacts. Well, that's pretty funny, <laughs> actually. That's not bad. And now that, that is, I know what eat is. it's truthful. Yeah, it's, it's actually truthful, so yeah. that's cool. Number nine, to be or not to be a horse rider, that is equestrian. Oh, my no. God. Me, that honey. might be Pretty the worst joke that's I've a, ever that's a heard. Me. <laughs> now I remember the one that was number five. Please there continue. you go. Okay, we'll it get the five. It might be hilarious in pony club circles. Uh, after learning six hours of basic semaphore, I was flagging. Oh my god! Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Well, semaphore is the naval art of flagging. And what? Uh, flag- relaying messages by waving yeah. flags yeah. around. Flag but what's the connotation of flagging? I don't know. Is it? I well, think it means like you're, running, you're falling. I think you're running tired. out of gas. You're, you're, tired. you're falling behind. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep, you're falling. You're getting tired. I don't know. Number seven. I accidentally booked myself onto an escapology course. I'm really struggling to get out of it. Yeah, rah, <laughs> boy. Number six. <laughs> These are children's jokes. They really yeah. are. Number six. Sleep is my favorite thing in the world. It's the reason I get up in the morning. What? Mm. Sleep is my favorite thing in the world. It's the reason I get up in the morning. Uh, so we can go back to sleep. Okay. I feel like that. <laughs> okay, now, this next one, Ralphie did like the next one. 
a thesaurus is great. There's no other word for it. <laughs> I think but, that's pretty good. That's, 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 that's kind of creative. That's that's yeah, that's I not like bad. that. One. That's not bad. Clever. Yeah. Uh, oh my God! This is the worst of them all. By the way, oh. number four is the worst of them all. Steal yourself. A cowboy asked me if I could help him round up 18 cows. I said, yes, of course. That's 20 cows. It's a little math joke. I think it's that's a good. little math joke. That's Ralph exactly liked it. Right. Ralph liked the math <laughs> joke. It's a math joke. We're going to have to kick Ralph off the show. That's right. Uh, number three, what's driving Brexit? From here, it looks like it's probably the Duke of Edinburgh. Mm, I don't even get that joke. I don't either. It just sounds like it could be a statement of fact as far as I know. Kristen just groans. (laughs) Kristen's groaning. Just a groan. Is that Prince Andrew? Yeah, who's the Duke of Edinburgh? It might be Prince Andrew. So is this an insinuation with his... Uh, That is Prince Philip. Okay. Prince Philip, is he uh, in trouble with uh, Jeffrey Epstein too or what? Oh, Lord. I'm going to save number two (laughs) till last because number two I think was the funniest. I agree. Number one is the most dreadful of them all, and this is the one that won the contest. You ready? I keep randomly shouting out broccoli and cauliflower. I think I might have florets. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh Cassie likes that's a florets stupid. joke. That's as stupid as it gets. How, how can you I not like that's... a vegetable joke? I <laughs> think it's a cute kid's yeah. joke. They would oh, he had another funny. vegetable joke I'll tell you in a second. Oh, yeah, he did. He had another uh, another great vegetable joke. Oh, no. Okay, here's the one that I like. Number two, this one I think should have won. Someone stole my antidepressants. Whoever they are, I hope they're happy. Yeah, that <laughs> now, good. that's not a bad joke. <laughs> I like that one. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's. I mean, that Three. one's pretty good, don't you think? So the Florets one won? Yes. Wow. That, <laughs> and, goes, wow. Bad. And, and in this liberal environment, making fun of, of, Tourette's. Some, of Tourette's. I know. Uh, I don't what know. What is that all about? Uh, it's a little hypocrisy there. But we talked it. Mordahl and, and I talked about this this morning. This is where humor is headed because it's you can't be funny anymore. <laughs> Not pa- You cannot be funny anymore. I just sneezed off my headphones. <laughs> I just saw your headphones just sneezed right off your head. That was a good look. Oh. I will tell you, it really worked out well. There's an allergen in this room. Yeah, there is. Yes. Okay, well. I think it's these jokes, maybe. Yeah, the jokes are just, uh, it's pretty (laughs) unbelievable how bad these jokes are. Uh, Falafel kept it food-themed when commenting on his win. This is a fantastic honor, but it's like I've always said, jokes about white sugar are rare, jokes about brown sugar. Demerara? What? What is demerara? Demerara is a kind of brown sugar. It is? Demerara. It sounds like demerara. So I don't get like the a, joke. Yeah, I think you might need to be like a chef or something to there, get that one. Yeah, that, was, that was culinary humor. Yeah, culinary yeah. humor. I've yeah. always said jokes about white sugar are rare. Jokes about brown sugar, demerara. Yeah, they're, Dem- they're Dem- rare. Yeah, demerara. They're uh, rare. God. Oh, Jesus. Get Inside rid of him. joke. Olaf, get the hell off the planet. Yeah, when you have to Google Olaf. the joke, it's not funny. Oh, my God. Can you believe... But this is where humor is headed, because you can't tease anyone, you can't make fun of anyone. You're a bully, you're picking on them. It's like, oh, God. This is where humor is headed. They also released a list of the top ten movies that could not be made today. And, of course, some of them, half of them I do agree. Because half of the movies that were made, mostly by Woody Allen, by the way, were about having sex with young girls. Yeah, he did do a lot of that. He did a lot of that. So, yeah, there'll be none of that. How about Breakfast at Tiffany's? What's, why? What's that all about? Is she um, young her too? Her landlord is Japanese, and it's 
who's played by Mickey Rooney. And oh, it's that yeah. Oh, it's so nice. We'll see you all It's one of those deals. Any of the Jerry yeah. Lewis ones. You must get to work because you owe me our rent. Yeah. That was the, how he talked, wasn't really? it? Really? Yeah. That's how he talked in a movie. Never I'm not kidding. <laughs> Jerry Lewis did a Oh, lot how of about that. Soul Man? Do you remember when C. Thomas Howell went in, um, put on blackface to get admitted to Harvard? I do oh. remember that. Yep. Yep. Wait, did this actually happen or was this a movie? It was a movie. It was a movie. Now there's a remake with Elizabeth Warren. And also concerning his career, I would say see Thomas Howell or don't. If you, there's a joke for you. God, he was a terrible actor. He was dreadful. But so, did you think any of those jokes were funny, Kristen? Um, not really, honestly. You know, with your infinite uh, sense of humor. I know. I was kind of like, you know, what they gave me like those fake chuckles where you're like, uh huh. Like that. Did you hear about? We only got about thirty seconds here, but in this segment. But did you hear about the guy who chose null? He for his car he put null, and for his wife's car he put void, personalized license plate. So his plate was null, and hers was void. What he didn't know is that every time that you don't have a license plate, the cop writes null on the ticket. He received $12,500 worth of fines because all those cars they thought were his tickets. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. What kind of server matches the string null with an actual null character? I know. I that's don't just, get it. That's bad programming on their part. I would imagine you're probably right about that, but null and void. I don't think if I came home, hey, honey, look, I got your plates. Void. <laughs> void. Probably not. Probably <laughs> urinary humor. Exactly. Hey, I got you a plate, honey. It's void. Yeah, I got you a plate, too. It's called divorce. There you go. It says it right on your license plate. We'll be right back with Kristen Burt. And let me just tell you something. What's driving Brexit? I think it's Kristen Burt. Because that's as funny as the original <laughs> yeah. ones. Yeah. All right. Exactly. We'll, we'll be right back. It's Tom Bernard with CEO Michael Bilski from North American Banking Company. Michael, we spent some time talking about your free app and money transfer service, XCheck, which is just great, by the way. You can transfer money to your kid to travel home from college and lots of other uses. I got wind of another service you provide at North American Banking Company. What's this Super ID I've been hearing about? Great question, Tommy. Super ID uses your face proof and your finger proof to keep your identity and your money secure. It's really a foolproof way to protect your family and your business from identity fraud. It's simple, fast, and oh, the best part is that it's free to our customers. Super ID, super easy, and super secure. Visit nabanco.com or see my personal banker to get the scoop on XCheck and Super ID. North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today 
or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Boop, boop, boop. Boop, 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 boop. Oh, I'm doing Fawn's at the house, so I'm singing Christmas songs. Fawnie mm. loves her Christmas songs. She sure does. I <laughs> love this song. Is that in excess? Yeah. Isn't he one of those autoerotic asphyxiation guys? I don't know. I know he, he died young. He hanged himself while whacking a mole, didn't he? Probably. Hung himself while hung. Hung himself while hung. <laughs> I don't. Why did they do that? I don't know. I don't know. It, David Carradine did it too. But what? Well, why? There, there was there was an orthopedic surgeon in Eau Claire when I practiced there. Showed up that way. I mean, it just it showed really, up. Well, <laughs> <laughs> showed up. We live in on a dolly. <laughs> open up the door. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Sorry, you your wiener's hanging out there. <laughs> walking on that. Kristen, aren't you glad you're part of this show? Oh, so glad. Yeah, I could tell. <laughs> I could tell by your silence. Um, Kristen, I just, I've been doing a lot of reading. I heard about this yesterday for the first time right around this time. And I've been doing a lot of reading, and it is absolutely true. The, uh, the Generation Z people start at about 25 years old and go down. So it's, it's from zero to 25 are pretty much your Generation Z people, right? And then after yeah. that, you're, you're, you're millennials. Well, Generation Z, and I, I said, I don't know if I believe that or not, so I did a lot of reading, and it is true. Generation Z is one of the most, um, how can I explain it? Politely. One of the most conservative birth groups ever. Did you know that? They're very, very conservative politically. So basically what, what we've done, the baby boomers and then the millennials, we have gotten so far carried away with our ridiculous beliefs and extreme beliefs that Generation Z is going, no, we're not doing this. It ain't, it's not going to happen. We are not going to support that kind of crap. I found that to be very interesting. I mean, there, there is a trend where if, if your parents are one way, you're going to be another way. Yeah. There is that trend. But I was, I was kind of surprised. Generation Z is very conservative politically. Does that surprise you, Kristen? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I almost feel like it is a part of, I'm going to say like regional. I felt like it's very, very regional and very divided because living out here in Los Angeles, the young, I feel like the young generation is very politically minded, but they're also very liberally, liberal minded versus conservative. So, um, what I do find them more conservative on that, which I think is interesting um, and this is actually even generationally in my family, like each generation that goes on, they are a little less wild when it comes to sort of partying and <laughs> going out and things like that. They're more apt to like stay home, maybe not drink as much, things like that. Yeah, that's exactly, they are. They're much more conservative. Absolutely. So it's not just political conservatism, it's, just, it's, it's social conservatism. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. It absolutely well, is. Yeah. The problem is the glaring hypocrisy. Yes. It, it just, you know, it's a turnoff to people. It is to me. Is the clothing uh, more conservative as well? I believe so, yeah. I would say with my niece, my niece is 20. She dresses pretty conservatively. I mean, she's yeah. in uh, Florida State and she's uh, in a sorority, but. Honestly, she doesn't drink at all. She's not interested in it, has had the same boyfriend since high school, um, and is really there to study. And you would look at her and be like, oh, she's a total sorority girl. I mean, she looks like the stereotype, but she's not out there partying or anything else like that. 
she's out there all the time with her sorority doing mm-hmm. raising money for charity. It's amazing. Next time you tell that story, you got to add a joke in the middle of it. You got to go. She doesn't drink. She's not interested in that at all. She's had the same boyfriend since high school, and he's not interesting. Come on, throw that <laughs> in at the end. He's a nice kid. He's a nice kid. That's good. I'm glad to hear. We actually like him. You know, we actually like him. The first. No, we do. He's a really great kid. I'm glad to hear. Very well mannered. Yeah. I am glad to hear that. But it doesn't surprise me that's happening. Um, I tell you what. I I spent some time with some friends in the business, who are, are nice Jewish boys, all of them. They are not big fans of Tlaib or Omar, I will tell you that. So this idea that Jews support those two, maybe if there's money in it for, for people, they'll support it. And um, that's not a Jewish comment. That's a political comment. But, uh, man, the Jews I talk to are not wild about either one of those two because this whole thing they've, they've started, there's no reason for it. There's just no reason for them to stir the pot. And where did they come to announce it, by the way? Kristen Burt. <laughs> Talib had to come to Minnesota so they could talk about it even of more. Course. God, what a joke. Well, here's my thought, too. And I, I think, listen, I, I like that there's like a new generation in the house and that they have new ideas. However, I don't like that they're battling the old generation of Democrats because yes, all are. you're doing is working against each other. And yep. I've always said this, and we had a discussion about it. You should have someone from every generation on your team to share ideas. Yeah, you're not always going to agree, agree, but you're on a team. And if you want to work against each other on your own team, go right ahead. Because if you don't want Donald Trump in office in 2020, guess what? You're going to let him sail right through. Yeah, they are. I, you know, I just, the problem I have with these, um, the the squad is it just doesn't seem like they really care about doing their jobs. All no, they care no. about is no. rabble rousing for yeah. their own personal causes. It'd be nice to serve your constituents, wouldn't it? And and their religious causes on top of it, which is you know we're supposed to be separating our church from our state. Yeah, what happened to that? Oh, that's only if you're a Christian, though. Apparently, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just you know the whole thing just seems fishy. I don't like it. I do agree. I think you're absolutely right. But, you know, we'll keep an eye on it. We'll see. Like I said, oh, one thing I, before we do move on, Kristen, there's a lot, I've heard a lot of talk also in the last couple of days or maybe even week since this all started with Omar and Tlaib, there's been a lot mm-hmm. of talk about begging Michelle Obama to run for president. You think that had happened? No. No, there has no, been. I don't there think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, but I don't think it'll happen. I don't think it's oh, realistic. Either. I don't think she's interested. I think no. they are very committed to their production company and working on documentaries and series and everything else. They're, they're yeah, well, they're, they have got a huge deal with Netflix. Yeah, they're so making hay while the sun They are going to be cranking out content. Would you really want to go back to DC, honestly? I mean, no. I think once. Their daughter has graduated from high school, the youngest one, Sasha. They are so far out of D.C. We'll never see them back there again living there. Yeah, I think, that. that's true. I think that's true. But a lot of, lot more talk. I think it was, I first heard it from that uh, Michael Moore in Detroit. Um, he's the first one who brought it up. But uh, more people are talking about trying to talk her into running for president because they think she'd win in a landslide. I mean, I enjoy her. I do appreciate. Um, I think she's a great speaker. I, I've always liked her message. Um, I don't feel like it's ever gotten too political, honestly, other than at like a Democratic National Convention or something mm. like that or campaigning. But um, 
but I still don't really want her to run for office. I'm not wild about Kill Whitey, but other than that, you know, she gets that cooking once in a while, and it gets real old. She you know. what? Oh, she they does. love to beat bash white people. Those both of them do, which is obnoxious as hell. Well, that's part of the Democratic <clears throat> Party. Well, message. like we always say, the old white dude's had his day. It's time to go. No. Oh God, listen to you, yeah, commie. Uh, yeah. Oh, she starts <laughs> laughing. She yep. just starts laughing yep. at me. That's, you're no, a... it's it's just funny. That's like, I mean, ever since the Me Too times up, it's, it's hard to be it's hard to be a white guy. <laughs> and what's the yeah. next, and what's the next group that's going to have a hard time? White women. White women. Yeah. White women. It's hard. To, do you think so? Oh, I was going to say. Absolutely. I see. It's hard to be. It's hard to be a royal right now. I, I, you can't win. You can't <laughs> hop on an airplane. You can't hang. You know. Yeah. They're trying to deflect all the news from Prince Andrew. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah. That I true. Uh, just as, as 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 an aside, a young white woman uh, played hockey uh, at a Ivy League school. Uh, you know, as a, as a scholarship, finished it at Ivy League school, did research in a major university in in a Western city, had a hard time getting into medical school. Really? Because she wasn't, she didn't click the boxes the way some people can. Oh. oh, that's the whole deal now, is it? Well, that and I and and I went through medical school, and there were a number of people that clicked the boxes that spent an extra year in medical school trying to get them through and to under, get everything uh, in their head. So, so Kristen. And Cassie and Catherine, when they start turning on white women, I want you to say what AOC does now. I want you to say it like this. Women of no color. <laughs> God, I hate when she does that. <laughs> women of color. Oh, God. Yeah, okay, I understand. I got it. Whatever. Ugh, gross. It is gross. <laughs> I didn't even realize we have KCK. Yeah. The three women. KCK. What do you think of that? Oh, yeah. Kristen, Cassie, Catherine. Did you hear? I almost yep. made a mistake on the morning show on broadcast <laughs> with Colin Kaepernick. I came oh. so close because I, yeah, I kind of, I caught myself, thank God, but I almost on the air. He made some obnoxious comment again. And whenever I try to, like, you know, take a little bit of their steam away, I just use people's initials because, you know, kind of makes them less important. Mm-hmm. And I almost on the air said, yeah, well, F-U-C-K. <laughs> that would not have been good. That no. needs to be on a T-shirt. <laughs> F-U-C-K. Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> yeah, what do you think? That'll go over? Who keeps, who keeps making him relevant? I don't even I know, understand. For real. Nike. Well, the corporate. Yeah, the corporate. Oh, Nike is re- Oh, that's. I'm going to call Ryan back. It's very, very, very boring. Ryan Bynett. Nike. Move What's on. that? I said Nike could move on from that. I think it's I think it's a big bore now. I yeah. will never buy a Nike product again as long as I live. That man is disgusting, and you're making him relevant. He is the only reason he's doing that is to kiss up to his girlfriend. No, it's, who's his girlfriend? Oh, what's her name again, Kristen? You know. What's Colin Kaepernick's girlfriend? Yeah, what the hell's her name again? She's a very yeah, she's beautiful the, um, woman. broadcaster. Yes. She's like a TV host. Nessa. Nessa Diaz. Yeah, Nessa something. She's the one that that pushed him into that whole, oh, it's because I'm black. She pushed him into that. Is she black? Uh, I think so. I'm not sure. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. So let me say this again. F-U. 
so you can't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I know it's very tempting. She's for, Egyptian. Oh, Egyptian it's of, it's just well, so tempting yeah, for everybody to, oh, I get to have a voice. I have I a know. platform. I know, it's true. It's not all about you. Mm. Guess it what? It is true. Not everything's all about you. Um, Kristen, well, I'll talk a little entertainment here, if you don't mind. What did George R. R. Martin mean when he said HBO's Game of Thrones wasn't very good for me? Yeah, I bet. Made you a multi-billionaire. Man, what? I was like, you don't have to work a day again in your life. No. What are you talking about? Why? What is it about Hollywood that, and, and it's not Hollywood in this case, because that's a British uh, show, isn't it? What? No. Yeah, I don't. I, oh, who, it's not? Who produced it? Game I have Thrones? no idea. HBO did it, but. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, and it was filmed over in like Bulgaria. They were always really remote. Yeah, they were. Can you can you tell who produced it by looking at their teeth? Oh, there you go. <laughs> Kurt had bad teeth. It had a bunch of production companies, but it was distributed by Warner Brothers. Oh, was so it was an American company? Oh, because weren't the actors mostly British? I thought so. That's I don't what know. I, I didn't watch. I actually I watched, have no idea. Oh, I watched just a few episodes Did, and. Kristen, yeah, do you know? Do they I watch one? They film anything at, at Warner Brothers there in uh, Burbank. What about Warner Brothers in Burbank? Did, did uh, the Game of Thrones? It, it was released by Warner Brothers. Do they do any set work there for Game of Thrones? Oh no, everything was done overseas, and okay. so they were they were literally in Bulgaria for just about everything, and oh, really? they lived especially for season eight. They were in a bubble. Okay, one, Honestly, one filming for months and months on end. I want you to call George R.R. R. Martin right now, as soon as we're done with the hour, okay? And I want you to tell him, okay, you're, you're a billionaire. Get rid of the skipper hat and the suspenders. <laughs> okay, enough with you. I'm an old steamboat captain. <laughs> what the hell is that? Steamboat <laughs> Willie. Steamboat Willie. Channeling Arthur Treacher. Gilligan's Island fan. Yeah, well, there you go, see? Love it. <laughs> he author says now the show's over, it's more freeing to conclude his writing of the sixth, seventh books in the series. More freeing? Did he sit around on the set every day or something? Oh, I mean, maybe I don't he get was. It. Maybe he was involved. As I said, I saw one episode. As soon as the guy started banging his own sister, I said, this is not for me. <laughs> yeah. Maybe uh, maybe some other show I could watch sometime. Let's not be taking a run at your sister. How about that? That's a good plan, isn't it? <laughs> there you go. I don't know, George R. R. Martin. What a weird cat you are. You, you should have get together with the guy who started Scientology. He he had a skipper hat too, didn't he? Oh yeah. Well, they're their oh, own navy. Oh yeah. L. Ron Hubbard. L. Ron Hubbard. L. Ron Hubbard. That's his name. Absolutely. So yeah. I watched the lots going on with Scientology too. Oh, Ooh. that's so funny that you mentioned that because we uh, Alex has been over at the house for the last couple of days and um, we watched the she hadn't watched all of this season's Handmaid Tale. We watched the finale. And oh, yes. I did. I didn't know she is. I can't think of her name. The one that stars in it. Oh, something Moss. Elizabeth Moss. Yeah, yeah. she's a Scientologist. Huge Scientologist. And she's really? playing yeah. this cult religion, really? religious character. I'm just mm. like, I mean, she's caught up in the cult. Yeah, which is very interesting to me. Just being herself. Yeah, she's been in since she was a kid too. So she's oh, one really? of those similar to Leah Remini, where she was raised in the church. Oh. Um, and she is not very preachy like Tom Cruise has been in the past about it. She really keeps it very private, doesn't want to talk about it. Um, and then she had that really random, weird marriage to Fred Armisen from Saturday Night oh, Live. Oh, that's right. And, yes, and she just said he was dark and creepy, and he admitted that he was, like, the worst person to be married to. 
supposedly he's very kind of like creepy and violent and weird. Um, what? So allegedly, <laughs> violent, yeah. violent against what? Puppies. Sexually. He's a complete candy he's into ass. dark things. Oh. Okay, we'll take a break. I know, isn't that weird? I'm going to be in a dark thing for the next two minutes, and then we'll be back. <laughs> what are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our Guaranteed Offer Program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our Guaranteed Offer Program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Yeah, my music is. Toodalama lama, toodalama lama, toodalama lama. It's buffering. I'm buffering today. I'll just do that song. Kristen Burr with us, ladies and gentlemen. People lost their. Yeah, your brother lost his electricity, didn't he? There was a big storm this morning, Kristen Burt. Ooh, nice. I love storms. You don't have thunderstorms in LA, do you? Uh, we do now. When I first moved oh, here, really? we didn't, and now we do oh. occasionally. Yes, because we suddenly, over the last two years, have developed humidity. Oh, because of all the people. Swimming pools. Might be all Nobody the turds in the yeah. street. Might be that. <laughs> yeah. Or could be. Outdoor uh, urination. Or is it because the smog is gone, and now you get more oh, marine effect coming in yeah. because it's not as hot Maybe. in the valley? That's true. It's a good yeah. point. It's been a cooler summer for us. Um, I'm sure it's coming maybe in September, but it's been, we've only had a couple of days over 100, where last summer, almost every day, we were blasting yeah. the AC. I haven't turned on the AC in over 30 days. Nice. Well, that is nice. It's Absolutely. warm everywhere else. Interesting. Okay, so Chris and I got to get your take. I've been, they've told me about three new TV shows that I should watch. One is called okay. the, the Boys, which is, what is that on again? Is that on Amazon? Amazon? Yeah. Yep. It's really good. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, watched it yet. I'm planning on it. You know anything about that, Kristen? I have not watched it yet. Um, oh, because it is superhero based. So. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a joke on superheroes, isn't it? Yeah, it's just still not my still not my genre. Well, see, that's what I was worried about because I don't like superheroes either. So I don't even know if I think it's funny. But everybody, tell, Frank Caliendo said it's funny as hell. He says it's really good. Yeah, not my genre. 
I'll let you yeah. watch it and you tell me if I, you think I should pick it up. You will watch the first oh. episode. Here, here, Tom, why don't you stick your feet in the fire and then get back to me? Was that fire hot for your tootsies there, Tom? Yeah. yeah I have me. to watch so much stuff, it's hard to keep up with my job. And, you know, if you're interviewing someone, you have to catch up on their series and watch that. It's a lot of content. Yeah, there is. Okay, let's see. What were the other ones, Catherine? They mentioned a couple other ones that we were supposed to watch. I don't remember. I don't either. I don't understand. I'm looking forward to the morning show. That's going to be on Apple Plus. That's the new one with Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, and Steve Carell. It's a TV show with those three in it? Yeah, it's about a morning news show, right? Boy, that's a television morning show. Very, like... Let's show you exactly what happened at the Today Show. It's not, oh. you know, based on a true story, but you know that they pulled a couple of stories off of all of oh, their yeah. drama at NBC. Okay, I got to ask you a question. Your NBC and your morning news anchor, talk anchor, whatever the hell he was, uh, installs a door closing button at his mm. desk. I'm sorry. No, you're not doing yeah, who that. Yeah, approve that little budget. Yeah, don't. Yeah. You're not doing that. You're not going to have a close the door behind people with a button. Steiny had one of those. Creepy, you know what I'm going to need is a torture chamber. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need to be an Iron Maiden. It wouldn't be too much trouble. Exactly. You'd have a bed of nails you'd like to swing in. <laughs> what the contractor's good. doing in there? <laughs> I Yeah, he was not a pleasant man. Like I said, it, well, Breakers Reese Jones, I ran into him playing golf a couple of times. He is not a nice man. I will tell you that. He thinks he's very, mm. very important. No, by he's the, very arrogant. He's extremely arrogant. You're right. You know who is not arrogant at all and is a really nice guy? And I played a good round of golf with him and didn't know it was him until after we finished playing. We were at Jane, uh, Breakers Reese Jones down in, in West Palm Beach. I played this round with this guy. He's an older guy, friendly as hell, not a very good golfer, so we fit in perfectly. Had a great time, and at the end, you know, I go, hey, okay, nice talking to you, Jim. That was really a lot of fun playing with you. It was great. And the pro comes over and goes, how do you know him? I said, I don't know him. I just, I, I just played golf with him. He goes, you know who that is? I said, no. His name is Jim. He goes, it's James Patterson, the most prolific oh. writer. I think after, uh, what's the woman that did uh, uh, the, the Harry Potter? J.K. Rowling? Yeah. J.K. After J.K. Rowling, he is the most successful author of all oh, time. Oh yeah, he lives in a castle on in Palm Beach. Oh, does he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. He's a very, very nice he's got, guy. He's got bucks. Uh, he's also got about ten charities that he supports with a lot of money. He called. He called into this, didn't he? Yeah. Write, did he write a children's book? Yep. About a dog or yep. something? Yeah. Absolutely. He, he called in he actually did. to promote his little book. It was. Yeah. It was very sweet. Yeah, he's on the morning show about three, four times a year. Really, really decent guy, but I had no idea. And I told him that story, and he just kind of went, oh, really? Yeah, because I, I had no idea who he was. Nice guy. Really, just a really straight-ahead nice person, which you like to run into. If I was really, really, really wealthy like that, I'd, I'd hire a doppelganger to go around just being nice to people, being doing, nice to doing common, everyday things, so everybody thought that it was just wonderful. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> She, Catherine is such a great person. Go help people. Yeah. Work at the dog shelter. So, so, so Catherine, so Catherine, Catherine doesn't doesn't care about you know getting the house clean, being driven around, having a pilot or anything. No, she just no, wants she no. wants somebody to go around and just portray her. She wants an actor to portray That's her. Sad. Isn't that just sad, ladies I would totally and gentlemen? Do that. 
Yes, you would totally do that. It's all true. But no, you know, it makes sense, I guess. Yeah. So, I guess. What, I want to hear what Kristen had to say about the hunt. What's happened with that? Oh, yeah. What, ha- what happened with the hunt? Oh, Kristen? the hunt. Yeah. I mean, that is shelved. I am wondering if it'll turn up somewhere on the dark web uh, and someone Probably. will release it because it's completely shelved. That's not going to see the light of day. Well, what kind of stupid idea was that anyway? Yeah. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to um, have Democrats round up Republicans and kill them off, and then the Republicans well, will kill the Democrats. Well, they changed the name. Originally, it was called Red State versus Blue State, oh, and then they kind God, of um, oh, then decided to veil the references that it was a political film. And I think it was just, listen, it was Blumhouse. Blumhouse does all of the horror movies, yeah. Yeah. and they're just trying to think of a way to for the quick cash grab. I'm sure it wasn't done with a huge budget. And, you know, for their 90 minutes, make their money back. Yeah. I guess. I just, uh, uh, who would want to go see that? Here's what I'll do. We'll have one party round up the other one and put gags in their mouths. I wouldn't at all. No. No. I I mean, it just sounds horrifying. Well, you know. And where we have mass shootings every five minutes. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I just did a bunch of interviews. So You Think You Can Dance last night did a, a, a big dance with Travis Wall, who's always Emmy nominated and winning. He did one on on gun control, gun violence, and all the kids that are in the dance are like eighteen, and all of them are young enough where they are a part of active shooter drills. You know, they did it in high school and everything else. So the dance really affected them, and you kind of watch it and you think we've just failed so yeah. poorly as a as a nation because you got to figure this out somehow i mean you just can't just have a bunch of mass shootings and say this is okay yeah Yeah, this is just business as usual now la-ti-da i have a question yeah and i hate that Mm -hmm. and i think all of us feel that like it happens and you hear the news and you go oh but we're starting to accept it as a norm in some way shape or form yeah well yeah i suppose now they what busted like three four more guys that were planning on shooting things up right where yeah. Uh, I don't know, all over the United States, oh, basically. Good. Pretty yeah, three different locations, I believe. Yeah, but this is it great. It's all true. Um, Conan O'Brien, is his career almost over? I don't know. I don't really think about him. Do you know what I mean? Well, maybe that's, that's exactly that's what I'm saying. Thing, yeah. You know? Uh, I mean, that Tonight Show uh, situation really hurt his career. It, it should And have hurt it really career. had nothing to do with him per se, because it had a lot to do with NBC not having a focus and a direction for their late night strategy. Yeah. And then, you know, bringing Jay Leno back in and, and then everyone, be, you know, everyone blaming Jay Leno and making him the bad guy when really it was the network that was being the bad guy. No, it was not Jay Leno's fault. The one thing I would tell Conan O'Brien, though, if I had, my forehead was like three times the size of my face, I would comb my hair over it, not straight back. <laughs> pull a Trump. Yeah, pull a Trump. Uh, comb it over your forehead. Greenland's not for sale. Conan O'Brien doesn't buy it. Well, actually, he hopes to. As the elder statesman of late night, what if I negotiated the deal, O'Brien said during his Monday monologue, announcing an upcoming and very real visit to the country. President Trump has an interest in purchasing with as much, if not more, negotiating experience as Trump, O'Brien added, he's ready to sweeten the deal. There are a couple of ways we could do it. We could do a straight trade, Greenland for Florida. Yeah, trust me, this is our best state. And please do not Google Florida. Not convinced yet? How about this, Greenland? Once you're part of the United States, you'll be enrolled in the U.S. healthcare care system. 
That's right. Yeah, also, please do not Google U.S. healthcare system. Oh, God. Jesus. Does he have any jokes mm-hmm. that are funny? He's not funny at all. the most passe humor in the universe. Really is. The late night host touted another perk, noting Greenlanders would never again be cold since they have they'd have American fat, the greatest fat in the world. Oh God! I, <laughs> it's like the kind of things you'd hear from a twelve-year-old aspiring uh, comedian true. twenty oh, years ago. God, is he not funny? <laughs> I haven't. Have you seen his? Has anybody seen his show in the last say thousand years? No. No. I haven't either. I, I, I uh, just. Dreadful. But now that we're on this, how, why wouldn't we buy buy Cuba instead? We should buy Cuba. You know, I think that's a smart idea. We get the cigars. We get a nice place to visit. Nice place. Great Caribbean island. Why don't we hook ourselves up with uh, that, you know, and uh, give Puerto Rico a run for their money? I did notice after I made the statement yesterday, somebody stole my idea about Mexico. Mm. All they, they changed it. They said that we should we should buy Mexico, not Greenland. And I said yesterday, we should just declare war on Mexico. And they just take it over. <laughs> right? Why not? Take it as ours. It's a horribly corrupt, filthy country in most places. Mm-hmm. Be- people, they just run right over the, the, the citizens. Who, you know, I don't know why they're allowed to do that. By I suppose it's their country and they do. But if, would you notice that everyone's fleeing? So if they all eventually do flee, you don't. Well, Mexico City is pretty big. How many people in Mexico City? Like 20 million or something? It's a lot of people. I know is that. It second largest in the world? I don't know. It's big. I know that. But yeah, I just. But yeah, now I heard uh, a guy talking about that on a national talk show that we should that we should buy Mexico. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, but we don't get the cigars. Yeah, I suppose that's probably true. I don't know. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do with the whole thing? I don't know. Yeah, um, I've always looked at Mexico as sort of they still have feudalism there, where there's a there's mm-hmm. a, a handful of families that sort of run the That's country right. and own so correct. much and control so much. That's so it's really feudalism uh, in the 21st century, mm-hmm. and, and and that is that's that's a. House of Cards. Eventually, that's that'll come apart. We, yeah. Wheels will come off that. So what are they going to do then? I don't know. I think it's a civil war that would uh, sort that out. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I, I don't know. We shall see what the deal. I mean, what I don't understand about that whole argument is, oh, the United States is keeping children in cages, which it's not, by the way. It's all BS. And if they are cages, they were built by the previous president, not this one. And I'm not defending Donald Trump at all. I'm just telling you the truth. But um, I just wonder about that. If, If you had tens of thousands of people fleeing your country on a daily basis, wouldn't you get the hint maybe something's wrong? (laughs) <laughs> you know I what I like mean? I don't like living here. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to live here anymore. Oh, something must be wrong. Yeah, what's wrong in Syria? Why are all these people? Hey, what's wrong? With, what's going on in Syria? Of course, it's something horribly wrong when you leave your home. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you can't. Well, you could get gunned down in the street, I suppose. Okay, you ready for this? I want to see if the women, yeah. the KCK, as the women are known on Tuesdays here, KCK on the show, gang, KCK gang. Despite making up more than half the U.S. population, women are still lagging behind their male counterparts in pay and in leadership positions and still claiming the lion's share of minimum wage jobs. Some states are making better strides than others in closing the gender gap. WalletHub looked at the 17 metrics across three main areas, workplace environment, which includes income, health, and education, 
which examine differences in advanced educational uh, attainment and the affordability of doctor visits and political empowerment, which includes gender disparity in the makeup of state developments. Uh. State that ranks the highest <laughs> oh. in gender equality. Okay, here we go. Highest in gender equality. You ready? Hold on to your hat. Or do you want me to do the worst first? It doesn't matter. Okay, I'll do let's the best. Go with, yeah, let's go with good first. Okay, Delaware number 10. What to Delaware? Number nine, Vermont. Doesn't surprise me at all. Number eight, <laughs> Colorado. Hmm? Number seven is Minnesota. Hmm. Do you agree with that? I don't. She goes, <laughs> I don't really ever think <laughs> about this stuff. I mean, yeah, really, equality. to tell you the truth. No, not really. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, if you fought for gender equality, that would put me in a much stronger position. Because <laughs> now you're way above me. So if it was gender equality, uh, I would gain huge no, I strides. Mean, I, used to right. be, I used to be, you know, all upset about the wage gap and all that kind of stuff. But that's come, I think in Minnesota, it probably is pretty much on par now. I think most, most corporations are pretty nice to women here in Minnesota. Um, if you factor for everything, there really... basically is no wage gap. Yeah. No. Well, I, I think Minnesota is actually pretty, has always been pretty good about this stuff. Yeah, because I haven't true. really heard anything you know, negative about women in the workforce and there's being this huge gap in salaries and right. stuff. So I think Minnesota, I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I think most companies well, are pretty accommodating for, you know, women with families and such. Mm-hmm. I just... But, what, but one of the things they don't, live in that don't ever talk anymore. about in the in sort of wages and things like that is productivity. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. That's and very true. if a woman is, is a mother, you know, and involved with her family, and that's going mm-hmm. to affect her professional productivity. In a, in a, and I think in a positive way, because being a mom is one of the most important, probably the most important thing we have for women to do. Yeah, but not from your for employer's perspective. So, you know, parent at home is key, I think, absolute key. So. You know what's amazing? There's only one big state in the top ten. Most of the big states do not have gender equality. Really? Uh, number six was huh. Virginia. Number five, New Mexico. Number four, New York. Number three, Nevada. Number two, Hawaii. And number one is Maine. Well, no, California and Illinois, they got the huge populations and they're very, very liberal. What are they doing with the women there, Kristen Bird? They're not paying us enough. How about that? They're not. Although you didn't make the no. worst, the, the top 10 worst, either the bottom 10. Did I guess we fall somewhere in the middle? I feel like we yeah, fall somewhere did. in the yeah, middle. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. So did yeah, Illinois, It's pretty actually. amazing when you're super liberal, you should not be, have, be on these lists. I wouldn't think so. No. The worst are Kansas, Oklahoma, Missouri, Alabama, Virginia, Louisiana, South Carolina, Texas, Idaho. But number one, the worst is Utah. Really? Yeah. Well, it's religious, religion-based there. Uh, you know. Hmm. Whatever. There's also not a huge uh, population there, right? Okay, I've learned over the past several years that whenever Kristen goes, hmm, it means the show's over. (laughs) 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 Look at the time. Is that what I say? Yeah, you do. You go, hmm. All right, sister, we will talk to you. So are you going to be on next week? Hmm. Oh, God, (laughs) you're such a smart man. I am. I'm here with you. I know. All right. All right, my dear. We'll talk to you next week. Beep. Up. Sounds good. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Kristen Burt, ladies and gentlemen. Glitchy. Los Bye. Angeles Entertainment. Hollywood reporter. Hollywood. Number one. Number one. No question about it. So, yeah, uh, Minnesota's good for gender equality. Now, I did notice North Dakota, South Dakota, Iowa, and Wisconsin are not on the list. It's interesting, though, how I just read, it, I just read something about how 
racial equality is still so bad in Minnesota as far as wealth and all That's, of this kind of stuff. So yeah. how how can we be so yeah. bad at, yeah, at that and be okay with gender equality? I agree. I don't get it. By the way, I did uh, Larry Elder. You know who he is? National he's a national talk show host. Uh, he's a black man in America today. I do not know who he is. Larry Elder's been around. He's a, he's a black guy that once at one time. He did afternoons, uh, I believe he did mornings in Dallas and afternoons in Chicago. And he flew back and forth every day before ISDN lines. Every day Mm. he made that trip. That's a lot of flying. He did a big report. And again, remember, he's a black man in America today. He did a report on uh, disparity in spending money on black students as compared to white students. Yeah. He said it's exactly the opposite. There's more money spent on black student education or people of color education than on white people. People have to understand that systems can't fix the No. You know, you people exactly right. Grassroots. That's what fixes things. But why why are they allowed to tell these lies like they do? Yeah. Just stop Gives lying. politicians a reason to have a job. Yeah, pretty much. I suppose that's true. All right, we'll be back in about five, six minutes. So pretty interesting. We have a really interesting guest coming up. Julie, is it Satow or Satow? I'm not sure. Well, you're a lot of help. Well, I didn't talk to her, but yeah, I think I, th- I want to say it's um, Satow. Satow, probably yeah. Julie Satow. The Plaza, the secret life of America's most famous hotel. Mm. We'll find out if that's true or not. Oh, great hotel! It is a great hotel. For your travel Tuesday. We'll be back <laughs> for your travel Tuesday. We'll be back in five minutes with Julie and the family.